The world is grinding to a halt. The pandemic that swept our fell, dark, terrifying earth is coming to take hold of you. Nothing you can do can stop the inevi inevitability. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going, you're doing great. No, 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 no. I didn't know where I was going. Here, I, I have an idea now. We're All right. Good. <laughs> this, is, this is perfect. I also had to... <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman's chat falling off the rails uh, okay no that's what I needed that's okay we're better now I needed a good cough are you still recording oh yeah wonderful don't worry I can always we keeping all this in well I can I thought you could redo it I mean yeah let's let's redo it all right a pandemic sweeping our nation this terrible scourge has left the entire earth in tatters. Run for your life, fear for nothing. No one, not even your dear old mother, can save you from this catastrophe. <laughs> the only way you can protect yourself from this inevitability of demise is to tune in to episode 22 of A Gentleman's Chat. Heck yeah, man. We're back. We had a quick yeah. three-week hiatus, mostly because we can't see each other in person, according to the government. That is true. So our, that was our wonderful state government has officially locked down the entire state. Yeah, so we're kind of screwed up. You know, I want to start there. So, of course, the virus is going around, and every podcast, everybody's talked about it. So we thought we'd save it till the second half, so we can talk about some other things first. But quickly on this, employers sent out. Um, essential employers, like with essential employees, sent out these letters to their to these employees saying that, uh, you know, you're an essential service. Here's documentation saying that you are. So if you get pulled over by the police, you can present this to them and they will let you go. And uh, like two days into this lockdown, I saw that the police department put out a thing, a memo that said, we are not pulling you over. We do not know why employers sent these out to you. It is a complete waste of time. Just carry on with life as normal. We're not going to pull you over unless you're breaking the law. And I was like, what the Ugh. heck, dude? Yeah, Absolutely that's ridiculous. That's kind of backwards. Luckily, we don't live in a big city. That's true. I think a lot of the big cities, they said they're not going to stop any petty crime anymore. But they will stop you if you're out of your house. Yeah, right? So this is the oh, first this is the first time we've ever shot the show via the internet. This, so this is, is true. We're not face to face. Yeah, we're in uncharted gorgeous, territory. Gorgeous, beautiful blue eyes. Well, and you know, and likewise, I can't see yours. So this is really going to go downhill fast. Speaking of pandemic, not only is that a pandemic that I can't see you and that people are, you know, being sick all over the place. Here's the real problem <laughs> in this whole disaster. So three weeks ago. I go into the store. This is when like this whole virus thing was just taking off. I need to get a couple of items, so I thought I might as well get it out of my way. I show up at the store, and I only had maybe three things. So I thought, I'll just go to the self-checkout. It'll be easier. It'll probably be more sanitary, to be honest, because I'll just wipe my hands afterwards. So I roll up, and I see that there's like a, a queue for the self-checkout. And I was like, what the heck is going on at Pick and Save? Like, there are eight self-checkouts here. All of them are being used. So I'm surveying the crowd of people in front of me. 
you know, there's a gal over there who's got like 50 items, two shopping carts. There's a gal down there that's got like six items. She's scrolling through her thing. She can't find how to weigh the fruit. And then I look off to my left and I see a man that has a shopping cart full of one liter sparkling waters in a variety of flavors. (laughs) I mean, Ian, there must have been 60 of these things in this guy's cart. They, there had to have been this guy. And he's not going quickly about it. He's taking out one at a time, scan it, put it in a plastic bag, take it out one at a time. He's fitting four in a plastic bag, sticking them back into the cart. It took this guy like 45 minutes with someone's help to scan all of these one liter bottles of sparkling water. And I thought to myself, dude, the world isn't ending. How much sparkling water do you need? In fairness, everybody has been acting, especially recently, as if the world is ending. I think I was at Highcliffe because about a week ago, nothing else to do. So state parks are still open. You can go hiking. Wonderful activity, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to be with other people and you still get your exercising and whatnot. And I passed a cyclist without their bicycle. I have no idea where it was. He was in the full you know, cyclers outfit with his little helmet and everything. No bike. (laughs) And I'm passing them and on state park trails, unless you're on like the main trail, they get pretty narrow. So we we have to pass each other. And he, I kid you not, stepped off about 10 feet to the side, stared at me and just gave me a death glare as I'm walking past. Like I had no business anywhere near him. Yeah. What a jerk. And I, and so I, I just looked at him. And I didn't even say a word. I I, I just kind of smiled like, wow. If, if you're that, if you are that spiteful that someone else might have to share this trail with you today, maybe you just should buy your own trail. Well, I, that, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, I've been noticing that too. I've been throwing the Frisbee up and down the street recently because it gives me something to do. The weather's been fairly decent. And, yeah. uh... When people walk past us, I obviously I'll step to the other side of the street, like if they're walking their dog or something, whatever. But I think this whole being stuck inside is really getting to people's heads because I had my neighbor come out the other day who I've never met in my lifetime. We're throwing the Frisbee back and forth. And she comes out and she says, hey, can you stop that? And I said, no, I can't. I'm having like, we're just out here like, what, why? What's wrong? And she said, well, my dog is very upset. And I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> your dog is very upset what's wrong with him is he, he said no he's just very upset that you're throwing this frisbee back and forth up and down the street and i thought okay <laughs> whatever ma'am i'll move down the street not that big of a deal to me so i move we move down the street 15 20 feet or so and she comes out and just starts letting us have it just just all like you wouldn't believe is like how disrespectful we're being, how, how rude we are. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. So we get past that. I thought, whatever. She's having a rough day. One time event. Not a huge deal. The next day I go out there again. Throwing Frisbee. It's a daily occurrence now because I have nothing else that's going on. And she comes back out as she's getting her mail the whole time from her door to her mailbox. She's trash talking us. She's like, I can't believe you people. How disrespectful gets her mail still hasn't stopped. 
walks right back up the path to her door, and she's still the whole time like, I can't believe you, so disrespectful, and and this just carries on. So the next day, we're on day three now, right? Because now I now I know what's happening. I'm going back out there. And I can't move further down the street because they redid parts of the street so the cauldrons are still all wet and uh, and muddy. And also, mm. the parts that they didn't redo, the road has gotten really bad, like lots of potholes and loose gravel. So when I'm throwing the Frisbee back and forth, I don't want to accidentally slip and blow out a knee. So I'm Yeah, yeah that, would, that would be rough. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of confined to the space in which I'm throwing this frisbee, and she comes she comes out. This was two days ago, and said, "All right, this is the last straw." And I was like, "The last straw? What are you gonna do?" <laughs> I'm, th- I'm throwing a frisbee <laughs> up and down a a, 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 a street. What? What? It was, she said, "Yeah, this this is re- this is the last straw." And I was throwing the frisbee with my mother at the time, and she goes, "Ma'am." What are you gonna do? It's a public road. I. What's wrong with your dog? Is is he scared? Is he shitting himself? Like what's going on here? Like I could only assume the dog's just excited because it wants to go play. That's what I said. I said. And at the same time, yeah, just go play with your dog. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say to her. I was gonna say, ma'am, if you were just take your dog out and you know not sit inside all day, then maybe he wouldn't be so upset. But uh, I didn't say that to her because I'd. I was just too busy laughing on the inside and I walked away <laughs> because it was like just you know the arrogance you have to have to go this is the last straw like what Yeah, oh, I, I say that all the time, but I, usually it's when we're running out of straws at like a restaurant. Well, that's true. Bring them to the table, set down like three straws. What? There's five of us. Well, this is the last straw. Oh man, that is I, that's gotta be like a nightmare for servers. Like you reach into your little pouch there, your <laughs> kangaroo pouch, and you see four faces but only feel three straws. Oh yeah, that that's panic-inducing. Oh yeah, especially if it's I mean, a guy like you sitting there. Probably not now since you're kind of out of the job, but well, you know, when, when you people know, are allowed to come back. I was gonna ask you what you're doing for work. So you and I are in this very interesting position in that we're both finishing schooling but also working in our fields actively. Mm-hmm. We, we were at that fantastic medium point where we can do that. I was wondering, what are you doing for work right now? Like, what has your work decided to do? Well, as far as work, I'm not getting paid. Like, my job portion, I, I no longer have a job. But my actual clinicals, I like finishing up class and whatnot, I still have to go in. Okay. So I'm going in and most of what we're going to be doing now is, you know, telling people, no, you don't have coronavirus or yeah, you have coronavirus. And that's pretty much what I do when I have to go in. But my like full time go in for pay job there, I no longer get like they let us all go mainly because they can't really afford it. Right. Huh. So, so I basically became a free, a free worker. There you go. You're now a free doctor. Yeah, but that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is when you finish up in the medical field for clinical hours, some of those have to be signed off by whatever professor or overseer that's running it. But my school is completely shut down. Like there's no way to go to campus and yeah, that's they actually locked where the, the doors didn't they 
Yeah, they locked it. Everything shut down. So she's not around and can't sign off on any of our, like, going out and doing our clinicals. But now I hate this professor wholeheartedly. Really <laughs> terrible. Um, she decided we're still going to finish up the semester and have classes. So we still have, like, the remaining tests or whatever supplement is aside from the clinicals and labs and lab work and whatnot. Aside from those hours, we just have the tests and whatnot. That's the only thing being graded. And then we get a class grade, so we can pass it. But at the same time, we're not going to get any of the clinical hours signed off. So the class, and that's in the medical field, that's all we actually need. Yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, so we're not getting a refund, and we still have to do all the clinical work and whatnot for the class and do the tests. We'll get a grade. But then over the summer, next semester, we have to retake the class to get the hours signed off on and redo all the hours. That, 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 dude, that's ridiculous. There's no way that flies. Yeah, um, I am trying to get it worked out with administration, but believe it or not, when the entire place is shut down, it's kind of difficult to get a hold of someone who knows what's going on. Right. I mean, I thought I had it bad over here in the music yeah, world. Yeah, they basically, they basically shoved everything off and said, yeah, well, the teachers and professors, they have all the power now. We're like giving all of the courses through them. They handle it all. So when a professor does something like, stupid like that where you still have to take finish up the class but you're gonna have to retake it for the hours anyhow yeah, uh you kinda, you're kind of shafted well that's kind of what my fear is too because i have a whole bunch of proficiencies and standards that i have to meet mm -hmm. and of course none of that none of those things can be administered and my fear is that next semester they're gonna be like yeah remember those classes that you technically passed but you don't have like the piece of paper signed off. Yeah, you're gonna have to repay yep. for all of those, and I'm that's yep. that, that's also a fear of mine right now. So that's where I am. So now, and my you... teacher. Oh, sorry, you go. Pardon. My teacher has been completely unsympathetic as well. Like a lot of people have given her grief about a lot of this, and she just does not care. She, well... I, I'm pretty sure. Like she hasn't outright come and said this. But I think she takes a pay cut if she's not teaching a class, like a slight salary cut, depending on all the classes she drops as a professor. So she's holding the class and finishing it out just so she makes all the money. Well, I'm not shocked there. <laughs> I mean, so, it, it's it's great for her. Terrible for us. Well, yeah. Does that mean that all of your tests and everything have moved to online? Uh, yes. Ooh. Uh, which is weird because most of our tests are, you know, in-person, like, lab, uh, basically, not presentations, but lab activities, yep. more or less. Like, you have to show you're competent in different things, like, say, a spinal tap or something. So that's all going to online. And being the wonderful teacher she is, she has instated... Because it is going to online, there's no guarantee that we're not going to cheat on everything. So what she's doing, it is completely open internet and everything tests. And she switched it to 60 multiple choice and then I think 20 essay or short answer questions. Oh, man. The, the catcher is because she can't, you know, control the space to make sure we're not cheating. She's only giving us 25 minutes per test. <laughs> 
<laughs> for 60 multiple choice and 20 short answer. Oh, dude, what is happening over at your school? Yep. Um, like I like I said, it's teacher to teacher basis. So I think I just got stuck with a shitty one. Dude, that's <laughs> part not of my French. That's just but not yeah, good. I, a lot of people are because we started up after spring break this week. A lot of people are already giving her slack, and I think the administration is saying she's having to split up the essay and uh, multiple choice ones. So it's so what she's most likely going to end up happening is we're going to have twenty five minutes for the sixty multiple choice and twenty five minutes for the twenty short answer or essay questions. Dude, I which just, is still just ridiculous. This is why I wish they wouldn't hire professors unless they had a degree in education. Do you know how stupid you have to be to think that's a good idea? That's true. You and have honestly, to be very dim to think that that's a good idea. Yeah, she doesn't have any sort of degree in teaching, and she doesn't even have a degree in what she's overseeing clinical-wise. Like lovely, the clinical hours. Lovely, Because right now everyone in... Everyone at this point in their bit pathway for college taking this class is dedicated to either specialized in some sort of person healthcare or just general person healthcare, like nurses or MDs and whatnot. So they're not work; they're only working with people. That is where we are now. She has one degree to her name, and it is a doctorate of veterinary medicine. Ah ha ha. Now, Lovely. catch me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the person, you know, teaching us spinal taps and whatnot should only only be qualified to give a spinal tap to a horse. Something tells me those are a little bit different. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see where you would get an idea like that from. Yeah, that makes some good sense to me. Yeah, I think way back in the day when I took like base and that in physiology, I think like page one, uh, people tend to be a bit different than horses. Well, 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 well. <laughs> so yeah, that my, my. this has been really stressful and just aggravating going my, to all online. Yeah, mine has also been very stressful, mostly because I have I think ten classes this semester. So mm -hmm. and nothing is centralized. Like we have a central thing. It's called Canvas. It's much like any other online. Oh pub, yeah, 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 right. I think do doesn't the local. Like K through twelve school system use that now? They use Google Classroom. Okay. A very, very same, same principle system. Though. Yeah. But of course in the music world, everything is in person. Like everything we do is specifically in person, especially in the education world. Like lesson plans and everything, presentations. You know, these yep. are all things that have to come before people to see if they work or not. So what they've done is they've they've taken our main spot of for things and that's like where the written assignments are and then i have to shoot these videos for things like presentations that i have to give and lessons that i have to teach and like proficiency materials and stuff like that so i have to shoot like 15 videos a week it seems like it's probably not actually that many but like i've got all my voice stuff i have piano i have uh i have to do opera still get dude get a load of this right so, of course, we can't go do opera online. Like, that's, there's just latency. Like, yep. we're not going to perform this opera. And our teacher is like, hey, instead of giving you book work, what I want you to do is record your part to this backing track, and then I'll give you oh. a grade on that. And I was like, dude, what? <laughs> 
come on now. I mean, this yeah, is that's, silly. Yeah, that's a pretty harsh cop-out. This is silly. I mean, for Coral Techniques, I have weekly presentations on material now. It's like, well, can't I just submit the, like, the? I have to type up a paper, and then I have to, like, present that. Why can't I just type up the paper and hand it in? Why am I yeah. shooting all of these videos and uploading all of these videos for no reason? No reason. Well, if you think about it, at least yours is just silly. Whereas for all your videos and recording and whatnot, you at least have a very good mic and ways to record videos because you come from the background of back in the day being a streamer and now podcast and whatnot. Yeah. Imagine all the people in your class that don't have any way to record it except maybe like a phone. Well, and that's there's nothing yeah. you can get out of a phone. <laughs> well, and that's the same thing for like my voice lessons and stuff like that. We're still going ahead with all of that. And it's like, you know, I'm really fortunate because I've got a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment lying around. They can make it, you know, like it's not going to be that big of a deal. But yeah. for some person that's there on like government money that doesn't have a good phone, that doesn't have a laptop, doesn't have good internet at home, like everyone yeah, doesn't assumes, even have a mic. <laughs> yeah. People just assume that we have like this standard of living that just isn't true. So then yeah. you go to online learning and if you have to borrow the McDonald's Wi-Fi or you can't That's upload no it longer because your phone open. Is, yeah. So there's there's all these problems that are going on and nobody's doing anything to deal with it. It's like, listen, I get it. I'm very fortunate in this situation because it doesn't make a huge difference to me. But there yeah. are people out there that are going to get bad grades on things specifically because the technology will not allow them to succeed. And that yeah. blows my They're mind. They're probably going to have to retake like an entire semester just because they can't. They don't have the tools to It do blows my mind. Also, just in case anybody hasn't realized yet, I am not a fan of online learning. Blatantly. We talked <laughs> about this, I think, maybe a dozen episodes ago a little bit. Or is it a dozen episodes? It was yeah, something uh, like that. It was a little while ago. Well, well, a while. Yeah, it was some time ago. Well, we had discussed online learning and that it probably wasn't the best thing. But now we're seeing it in use in large scale. And man, is it just not good. Yeah, well, I feel like there's a big divide where you can never force everything to just go to online learning, which is happening right now, because some things you need to be in person to do. Where if you want to take an optional online class, I have nothing against someone taking like a math class online or like an English lit class where you're just making papers and whatnot. Because you can do that online. It's not going to make any difference if sure. you're online or in person. But any sort of like physical education or medical field or heaven forbid the music field yeah. or even more intricate things like uh, if you go to college, say, for culinary arts or performance or really any sort of the trades say yeah, you go to a trade school for welding for sure. or um electrician or whatnot you can't do that online because it's you're never going to learn someone can tell you online even in a video that you need to strip this wire and it's going to look like this and you're going to have to delicately cross like the ground with the positive side or whatnot into this connection. Like you could tell someone that, but unless they can do it themselves, they're never going to learn. 
Right. And it's just, it blows my mind because we're asking people to do all these things. And a lot of it just turns into busy work because you can't cross the wires. Like, I don't have all that equipment sitting at home. I can't yeah, work exactly. on my no welding. One has... You can't work on doing a spinal tap. <laughs> I don't tap. have my own personal arc welder in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So now we're just like, write a paper about this thing. It's all busy work. And none of it, n nobody's retaining this information. I don't know if yeah. teachers aren't realizing this, but they're just not retaining information. Students are either too distracted or they're just going to Google it. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. And even if you make the tests timed and stuff like that, really, in terms of content um, growth and, and knowledge growth, you're just not getting any in, in the online learning environment in most cases. The only good argument I've heard from someone is math. Because there are a lot of yeah, online like, like math I said, tutors. anything raw like that, you could it'll be the exact same. Yes, that's the only good excuse or uh, sorry, good argument that I've heard from somebody is math classes because it's true. either you get it right or you get it wrong. The computer can tell you. That is true. The rest of them, it's the, like you, at the same time, I still would not put it or impose the time test. I feel like that's incredibly harmful to people. Oh, absolutely. Because even if you know it, a lot of people, especially if it's a tight time frame because you don't want people looking stuff up if they want to be thorough or check their work or maybe they're not entirely certain on something they're either just going to skip it or get it wrong now oh, they, yeah. they have no backdrop it's almost forcing people into a scenario where they have to use the internet and they have to use open book for their tests if you're going to time crunch them online otherwise they're not going to get it done and at that time wouldn't it be better just to say it's in your hands. We, I'm not going to time you. Sure, you can use open book if you want. You're not going to learn it. But then the kids that genuinely want to know the information have the opportunity to actually take the test. Right. Because when and you're they working, don't have to use open book and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're working on that type of a time schedule, really, you're not testing someone's knowledge base. You're testing how fast they can type. Exactly. And maybe you're or stuck doing this on your phone. they can look something up. Yeah. Yep. If you're stuck doing it on your phone, I'm sorry, but you're not going to write 20 essay questions in 25 minutes. Like if That's correct. If I had a keyboard in front of me, I can type probably 80 words a minute. Like I can fly on a on a keyboard. You put a phone in my hand, not a chance, dude. Not a chance. Yeah, of course. It's just instead of all 10 fingers working, you can only get like two at once. Yeah, and. Furthermore, here's something that they don't talk about when they discuss online education. Because, of course, this is something I've been hearing for years in the world of education, that we can move online or, you know, we can move to off-campus learning and it's good for the students because it's work at your own pace, yada, yada, yada. Here's what they don't tell you, folks. Professors have no idea how to shoot online lectures. <laughs> they have no that idea. That is very true. Dude. I got a lecture in the other day that I was supposed to watch. It was the biggest disaster ever. There are two types of online lectures that are delivered by professors. It is either A, a class that they had previously recorded five years ago that they were just yep. uploading to give you, or they sat there the night before with their laptop and the terrible laptop mic on terrible internet, and they did some voiceover on, on a, like a PowerPoint trying to give you the gist of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I... There, I, folks, these people don't have degrees in education, right? They can't even <laughs> teach a regular lesson, let alone making that bad boy online, okay? So 
the idea that we're asking these professors to do these things. It's just not good. It's not effective. No. It's annoying. It's just terrible. In all respects of the term, it's terrible. Yeah, I maybe one out of four of my professors that have ever done any like online lectures can nail it. And those tend to be the people that have like extensive work in their personal life with computers. So they know how it works and whatnot. And they can give you a very good. Um, I have only seen one lecture. professor and he's uh, one of my music professors. His degree is in educational technology. That's what his doctorate well, is in. He there has you a go. <laughs> PhD in this bad boy in educational technology well then he's gonna shine right now oh he is killing it but even but yeah. him he doesn't have a better mic than i do he still just has a crummy like mac laptop mic oh yeah it's a terrible screen cap software i could hear the button his click every time when a stupid yep. circle appears around his cursor like what kind of <laughs> 2004 youtube video is this garbage okay yeah My it's gosh. unfortunate it's and a lot of terrible. a lot of schools are doing that anyhow just to save time my this is actually with the same professor that we've already talked about that I despise. They went to, they chose to do all online lectures for any sort of course material we might need because the core of the class is just clinical hours and like lab hours and whatnot. But we still have the required lectures. And all it is, is like 10 years ago, identically like you said, them in a room giving a lecture to someone else at that time recorded on like the original iPad <laughs> and it's not even facing the professor or whatnot. I guess she never realized that you can invest in a stand to at least see something. She set it <laughs> on like a table 10 feet in front of her and it just stares at the ceiling and you could just sort of hear her talk, but with the wonderful crystal clear audio quality <laughs> of the original iPad from 10 feet away, it, <laughs> It makes me nauseous every time I every time I have to listen to it because you could hardly hear her. And then with all the old mics and poor upload quality and whatnot, you just hear all the background white noise and like crunchy. Oh, yeah. Over things. Yeah, it's it's painful. Yeah, you're hearing a whisper underneath. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds. And that's every single one. And then she'll, and then because it's a lecture in her class, she probably has, you know, a whiteboard up or a chalkboard or something, writing something down or trying to explain something or having like a diagram or whatnot. All we see is the top of the ceiling. So she's going to reference. And if you see here on this diagram, <laughs> this part shows this and whatnot. We just don't, we see the top of the freaking ceiling it's... and maybe like the kids sitting next to the iPad. We might see his elbow every once in a while when he has to move to stretch like, of course dude it's just it's i don't know why we're expecting this out of professors and it's certainly something they can't deliver on i just don't yeah. know why we think it's a good idea and not even specifically in this time frame like in the world that we live in now it was never a general. good idea like there's there wasn't a world eight months ago where this was super viable and cool and now we're just like you know rambling or um in shambles like guessing hoping to come up with solutions like this stuff has been bad for a long time and it will continue to be bad for a long time kids are blatantly not retaining information they're cheating yep. the content delivery method is poor at best it's online learning at this point in time in 
April 2020 is not an effective tool for learning in most situations. That is true. It's just not. I think you're much better off going to YouTube and just getting like a YouTube channel that may talk about the subjects that you're learning and whatever. Go find a lecture that was professionally shot. Exactly, because their entire like job is a content creator on YouTube. So they're going to be much, much, much better than anything you can get from the professors who that's not their job. It's not really what they know. So they're not going to be able to perform anywhere near as well as someone who does that for a living. Yeah. Well, I think we've hit the nail on that head. And what also we can do now is segue into this ad read. Well, that was the world's easiest ad read of all time, huh? Yeah. It's a much simpler when we do it over the internet. That is true. Yeah, much more cutting. It's also much simpler when, you know, we just break to split up the audio a little bit and add it in later because it's not like we actually read it. Well, you know, sometimes it changes. Sometimes I, you know, I don't know if I've ever told this before, but in complete truth, I have no control over what ad gets played on people's episodes. (laughs) So, like, Sponsors come to you and I, and they say, hey, we would like you to do an ad read. And we say yay or nay. If we say yay, usually I'll be the guy that does it because I'll come up with a script and I'll just read it. And then it gets uploaded. So there is a constant stock of different ad reads that I have done. And then one of them randomly plays on people's videos. So hypothetically speaking, you could have either heard seven different ads for me, or you may have heard the exact same ad seven times. Like it, it, I, I have no control over that. I have no idea. Well, either way, as long as they're sitting and listening to the ad read, that helps us out. Well, I try to make them entertaining. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it helps support the show, especially in times like these. So I have a tale before we get to virus talk. Ooh. And, yeah. And I got cleared to tell this. So I got blatant permission to tell you that this happened. All right. I'm ready. So first of all, allow me to back up and set the scene. So what the folks don't know at home is that I've been in a relationship for a few months now. We haven't talked about it on the show. I've kind of kept it uh, hushed in that respect, but it's been happening. And uh, the other night I was over at her house. It was late. We'd both taken a shower. She had laid down in Staying bed. six feet apart, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we shower <laughs> separately. Who do you think I am? Anywho. Uh, I don't so, know anymore. You have a girlfriend. <laughs> I know. I've had a girlfriend. Yeah, right? Anyways, it's... so we both shower, both getting ready for bed. She lays down. I lay down in the same bed. Now, this is going to be crucial information. Folks. Still six feet apart. It's a large bed. It is a very large bed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, We were just having a conversation about stuff because they had, okay, where she lives, the upstairs portion of her house, there's her room and directly next to it, like on the other side of the wall, there's another room, which is where all of my stuff was because that's normally where I'm supposed to be sleeping, right? But I had strolled on in there. We were having a conversation. We were talking about the day. We had a, a bunch of fun events that we did that day and we were laughing it up and stuff like that. And her and I had both fallen asleep in her bed. Now, that's normally not that big of a deal because, like, whatever. Who cares? But at midnight, 1230 in the morning, what do I hear? Someone comes pounding up the stairs. 
I see all the lights fly on and the door swings open. (laughs) It's her dad. (laughs) Dude. I I went from dead asleep to thinking I was going to die in about (laughs) 0.5 seconds. (laughs) I was so scared. You hear the you hear a twelve gauge rack. Oh, dude, I was so scared. He walked in and looked over the bed, and I was like, "Oh no!" And he set something down, and then he quickly he turned the light back off, and he walked out the door. But he was still standing like in the doorway. So all the the hallway light was on, the room light was not, and all I could see was the backlighting of him. And he says, "Do you see what's wrong right now?" And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. What's wrong is me. Oh, I'm going to die. This is where it's end. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, take me now. And and thank God she chimed in. She's like, I, I, I don't know. Dude, we're sleeping. He said, yeah, and I'm not. That's the problem. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, please, no. Oh, no. And then. And then it proceeds to this. This is the question he asked us. I kid you not, 1230 in the morning from the dead of sleep, this is what I was asked. What's your life purpose? Uh, I'm sorry, what? My life purpose? Dude, I I was so shook. I had no idea what to do. I had not prepared for this test. I was so shook. I was like, oh my God, what? My life purpose? That's and then a we, scary question. Dude. Yeah. And again, thank God she was on the ball because she answered it. And I just gave a quick amen. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then he was talking about like what's stopping us from getting there. And, you know, trying to help people in this what? time of need. Like, dude, there was a full blown like there was there was a thing happening. OK. And I was like, what? And I even said this out loud. I was like, dude, what is happening? I, I was just sleeping. He said, well. Hey, you should have known that before crawling into bed with her. And I was like, oh, gosh, dang it, dude. Like, (laughs) you say, well, you're here, so you're going to hear it, too. And it was basically this discussion of, like, life's purpose at 1230 in the morning. And uh, does he do this often with with You know, I'm I'm told it's happened before. I (laughs) I really don't know. So uh, it's the first time it happened to me. And I was freaking, oh, man, I was so scared. So apparently he had uh, put a piece of music on her couch, the couch that's next to her bed. And he wants to do some musical thing because the whole family is musical. And, and it's a way to reach out and help people in this time of need, yada, yada, yada. Right. So he leaves in like a blur. All I see is like he's like, you know, just think about it. And the door closes and the lights are off and he's just gone. He vanishes like dust in the wind. And all I do, I'm just laying there next to her. And all I hear is a, I take back every nice thing I've said about my family. <laughs> and she was just the, like the world's deepest sigh. And I was, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I could not go back to bed. That entire night. Eventually, yeah. I tossed and turned for like 45 minutes. I felt bad because I was keeping her up at this point, right? And uh, yeah. so I grabbed the piece of paper and I went into the other room and I started working on some different ideas and stuff like that. So I was <laughs> up at, I was up working on this project, my life's purpose, if you will, until like 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> before finally deciding that I can't handle it anymore. Going back to bed, tossing and turning until like 2.33 and next thing you know, the alarm's going off at like 6.30. Yep. 
And I was like, you <laughs> have to be kidding me. Whew. So that was That's- my last. Uh, what was that last Sunday, Monday, something like that? I don't know. It was it was it was last week already. At least you woke up. I I love classic movies, especially like early '80s classic movies. And every time a a, a wonderful father asks the gentleman some abstract question, like "What's your purpose in life?" and usually he's polishing the gun, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. No then kidding. It's always the most like. I would be petrified. I didn't have an answer. Abstract question. It's almost like he's digging for something. If you give a wrong answer, (laughs) it's like like the wrong. Your purpose in life is this little girl, (laughs) dude. That's where I thought I didn't know what was happening. And if you screw that up, well, I guess I'll have to go buy some more ammunition. (laughs) Well, it's just like there I am. I, I. I was asleep, which already is a hard thing for me to do sometimes. I had finally fallen asleep. I was things were going well, and next thing you know, it was just the sheer terror and of just the door flying open and the lights coming on. And I was like, "Oh, what is happening?" <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was a wild adventure. So fast forward to 2 days ago. I'm over at her house because we're going to have a conversation about this. You were invited back? Yeah, we're going to have a conversation about this music thing that he wants to do. Because apparently I'm part of the team now because he knows that I'm a music teacher. So <laughs> okay. so before he gets before he gets there, I'm sitting there talking with the rest of her family, including like her mom and her sister and stuff like that. And dude, we're I'm regaling them with the tale from my perspective. And, uh, and my significant other's mother just goes... Yep, that sounds like something he would do. I get it all the time when I just pretend to be sleeping. What? <laughs> was, yeah, apparently he goes on these rants all the time. Oh, so this is just the first that's one. An interesting that I've been quirk. Up. Well, yeah. Now, of course, I'm. I feel like I'm doing a horrible job painting this man. He really is an incredible human being. He's he's a very very intelligent guy who's very well spoken, and he's he's a really great guy. He really is. But yeah, uh, he wants to do something to help out and wants to know yeah, what your yeah. purpose in life is. Yeah, in this about. one moment, though, questions. yeah, <laughs> it really was. It Really, I think it was just his timing that was off. I feel yeah, like if he would have done this three, four, 10, maybe five hours previous. After a nice breakfast, maybe. Oh, sure. Maybe eight <laughs> o'clock at night when we're just sitting around, you know, about yeah. some board games or something like that. But apparently it just, you know, the he was inspired. The Lord touched him and inspired him. <laughs> At 12 o'clock in the morning, while uh, my significant other and I were fast asleep. So that, I don't uh, think I would take that well. You took that much better. Well, I have to tell you, I'm very fortunate she was there and on the ball with it. Because if it was me, <laughs> it would have just been a very long pause, followed by just, just kill me now. Like, just, just, just <laughs> end it. I got nothing for you, dude. Like... <laughs> uh. This is five minutes of sheer silence, just staring at oh, one dude, it, it literally felt like... So are like you going to kill myself? Are you going to kill me or should I? It felt, it felt like a year, dude. Because also, he would ask these questions that take long pauses, right? As like oh, probably, no. probably, probably for the meaning to sink in or something. But at, for a minute, I thought maybe he had gone. The pause was so long, right? So I thought like, all right, I start grabbing the covers, you know, I'm rolling over, going back to bed. And then I hear the second half of the sentence start up. And I was like, oh, wait, he's not gone. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was something else. 
And now every time I hear a footstep in that household, I'm immediately awake. Immediately. So I guess yeah. if that's what he was after, he accomplished it. You'd think. Yeah. So I was very oh. literally caught in bed with my significant other, but not in a way that is weird and or uh, not PG. So what the, What do you think we're doing? We were having a conversation and we both fell asleep. At 1230 at night. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, no. He barged in. We went to bed at like 1130. Okay. So we were fast asleep before that. Okay. All right. At any rate. At any rate. Do we want to spend 15 minutes talking about this virus? That's up to you. That's that's some murky water. A lot of people have some strong opinions about it. Well, what I think we can say with confidence is that a couple of weeks ago, well, on last episode, but that was four weeks ago now, we had said that this wasn't going to be a big deal. It's going to blow over true. in a week, and it won't be. It's just like the common cold. Yep. I think both you and I can adjust our sentences adjust our statements to maybe fit with the current times. Yeah, the current times. It was not taken like a common cold. It definitely did not blow over. No, it didn't. Uh, yeah, that was... It, it was a harsh 180. I feel like just because we said that, everyone Probably. in the entire world had to conspire against... It, had to conspire against it and be like, nah, we're going to shut down the entire world. Well, yeah. I mean, the stock market's been going crazy. They announced a several trillion dollar thing to help people, which, by the way, uh, college students aren't getting any of that money and they're not getting any loan forgiveness. None of that. If you read through the CARES Act or whatever it's called, you're getting shafted. Most college students live on government property housed by government, fed by government that they're paying. Yeah. And then the government shut down and kicked all the college students out. So they're now homeless, foodless, jobless, and educationless. Yeah. They're not getting reimbursement for any of that. And not only that, they're excluded almost specifically from a two point, I think it's $2 trillion stimulus bill, which I felt kind of shafted because if you think about it, college students are going to be some of the lowest income making people out there. So they're not going to really, if you kick them off campus and their living situation and whatnot, a lot of them don't really have a way to go get an apartment for the next three months or whatever. Right. Yep. Not to mention most apartments, you have to either lease six or six months or a year. There's no way they can afford that. Secondly, $2.2 trillion is going to put our country in enough debt that we will be paying it off for years. And the majority of that is going to come from taxes of people with reasonably decent jobs. Say, I don't know, people that are currently in college going yeah. for better careers. So we're going to be paying this off forever, and we don't even get a kickback. I know. At the same point, there is, it's already $2.2 trillion. That's going to take, well, let's be real, we're probably never ever going to be able to pay that off. It would not affect the grand number at all really if you just gave the all the college students also twelve hundred dollars what does that make maybe 2.4 trillion if we're talking in the trillions does that matter 
might as well help them out now because they're going to we're going to try to bail everyone out in the future as well as it's not really going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, and I, the way that they're dispersing it, and I don't really know the specifics on it, but it seems kind of interesting because really the people being affected by this are small businesses. Large corporations Very are either so. carrying on from home or can just eat it. Depending like on the industry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of places that can just carry on, but small businesses specifically probably can't afford three months with no workers and no income. Very true. They're going to almost certainly be shut down. Um, and the stimulus, unfortunately, it, I haven't how read it, goes, it, so I really it don't might know. might be okay. I read through some of it. There are many, many pages. I read through the bulk of it. Um, how small businesses are going to be helped is if they have to lay people off or even temporarily shut down like their operations, what they can do is get as part of the stimulus package, basically coverage for what they would need to stay in business and keep paying their workers over the course of the next month or so of the shutdown. In turn, like the government just gives them that money as like, here, support yourself and keep the business going. But then the government, if you need to take the stimulus, gain stake in that country or company. So hmm. they would gain a portion of ownership of your business, which right. I find incredibly shady. And I do not agree with because that means if pretty much every small business is going to have to take this in some form, that means the government owns pretty much everything at that point or a little bit of everything. So if ever they were needed, they needed to, um, you know, say, maybe we want more power. Then they can say, well, we technically own part of you, so, you know, you're kind of us now. It's it's scary, but at the same time, I haven't read the individual lines of stature with it. Sometimes how stimulus bills work is with this buyout, the government will give you the money, and almost like a loan, you have the option to buy back the stake in your company. So say the government owns 5% of your company when you take the stimulus and like three months later, everything's back. The com the country's smooth running again and you're making profit again. You can pay back what you owe basically to the government and they lose the ownership of your company. So you can basically buy them out again. That's sometimes a very interesting that's, business model. We're yeah, working. I mean, like I said, I haven't read happens. it, but. Yeah, sometimes that happens, and I'll look into it, and I'll touch on it and give you, like, a solid next next week's chat. But it could be that, and other stimulus, like I said, they don't have the option for buyback, so it depends. It, it really could go either way. Huh. I think what's definitely solid, though, is small businesses are really getting shafted for this whole ordeal right now. Well, yeah, especially when it's mandatory shutdowns. I mean... Yeah, like, they, they're forced to shut down. And as a small business, you don't have the economic surplus and or enough um, property or stake in different things that you can survive three months shutdown yeah. or even one month shutdown. A lot of small businesses, a couple weeks of no income or no business and having to completely shut down, but also be required to pay all the staff that isn't making you money is at home, but you're legally obligated now to pay them 
you don't have any money, you're going to go belly up really quick. Right. And that's why, you know, we talked on, you know, what you're doing for work and stuff like that. That's where I feel really, really fortunate because I am still getting paid through all of this. Like I'm, I'm just getting paid as if I was working, but I'm not. That means I can't collect the unemployment, which by the way, I read today that unemployment is up to 6.6 million new people. Yep. That people it is are filing for unemployment because of and this thing. It's going to keep rising, I would say, exponentially almost the longer the shutdowns in place. Because how that works is if one business shuts down, they have to lay off all their people. They can't afford it. All those people go home. They're no longer making money. So that's not getting spread anywhere. So over a month, they can't go maybe to their favorite bagel shop in the morning or whatnot because they no longer have a job. That bagel shop gets shut down and it's kind of like a snowball effect and it'll exponentially get worse the longer things um are on lockdown so more and more people are just going to keep getting laid off yeah but i think there is a silver lining in there or in this whole thing in terms of economics and that it's not a, like a depression or a slump like we had in 2008 or like you know in the 1930s where yeah. like people unemployment is so high because people don't have jobs and it's like this cyclical thing of people don't have jobs people don't have money so businesses are going out and there's a stimulus that needs to get people moving this is really a thing that's come because we don't want to get everybody sick so the second that everyone the second they say everyone go back to life as it was go back outside basically leave your house we're gonna pick up hopefully right where we left off oh yeah there's Aside from some of the small businesses that won't be able to get back very quickly or maybe at all, at all yeah. I there's no reason to doubt that we can just can't just spring back because uh, it's not an actual when most of the time an economic decline or an actual depression like the 28 or 2008. Yep. That's an actual depression where our economy itself crashes right now our economy is just as stable and booming as it was but our government and individually we are personally basically stalling we're putting a break on the economy to keep everybody safe it can be released at any time like the jobs are still there and the money technically isn't going anywhere we didn't lose it we didn't crash yeah so it's Depression is a weird word technically because our the stock market and the Dow and whatnot are going down. We are in a depression, but it's not an economic depression. It's more a um, more governmental depression until everything goes back to normal. Dude, that's something and else I wanted to bring up too. The stock market has been wild, dude. I've been investing yeah. in the stock market like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Airline it companies, Disney, oil. Dude, you know how much money you could dump into oil right now? It's ridiculous. That is true. I, everything is right for stock or maybe starting a business in oil, really. You no know, kidding. Even down to just the raw price that we can get it from overseas right now. It, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, the price I think I saw... Silly. I saw... Even the consumer side, price per gallon, I saw one dollar and five cents. Yeah. Yep. I was too young to remember the last time it was that low. We're talking 30, 40 years. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw a. Uh, I didn't see it personally around town, but there was a picture of one. It was ninety nine cents. Yep. I mean, that's under a dollar. That's ridiculous, is what that is. That's just downright ridiculous. And like we said, because it's not an actual economic depression, if you invest in some things now, if you have anything a little bit of saved up to go in, for the most part, it's almost a 100% solid bet. Yep. Because as soon as the lockdown's off, everything will just go back to normal. It's not like we're in a depression because people can't find jobs and whatnot. So then the stock market's going to skyrocket all of a sudden and you're going to be worth much more than you were yesterday. Yeah, and that means I'm buying lunch at the very least. Yeah, right? I'll take that. I like food. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> well, I think I think we've touched on all the big topics. Yeah, <clears throat> for the most part. Yeah, the world's just a crazy place right now. That's true. We, we can always check in next week if anything has changed or whatnot it's not like we have much going on right now in our I was country gonna say, you might start getting two episodes a week if i get bored enough we might have to start right? you know <laughs> that's that's a fair point yeah a midweek show and then a normal show well all right i think that concludes episode 22 the first virtual episode of a gentleman's chat we will see you guys next week <laughs>